Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay, where we talk about Ojogo Bonito. That's right, the beautiful game, international football. A lot going on, so let's get right into it. We've got a couple of breaking stories right out of, well, actually one breaking story out of the Bundesliga. Uh, you remember that we've been talking about uh, Dortmund and their uh, problems as uh, as Erling Holling uh, nurses that uh, calf injury that he's got. Uh, Dortmund has not been the same team since they don't have him up there in the front to uh, wreak havoc on anybody's defense. And so, uh, unfortunately, when you have that problem, the coach takes the blame. And so Lucien Favre has been given his papers, actually his walking papers, and told to hit the road. So uh, Lucien Favre no uh, longer in charge at Borussia Dortmund. It is now Edin uh, Terzic. He is a uh, Croatian. Uh, he was the assistant coach under uh, Favre, and uh, I think he's going to do a great job. Number one, Terzic is younger than Favre was, so I think he'll bring a little more energy to the bench. I'm not saying that Lucien Favre was a boring guy. Uh, he just was, had a very uh, laid-back personality, and uh, he's very smart and knows what he's doing. But when you have your big ace uh, up front that's not uh, there, uh, you've kind of got uh, – you're kind of out of options of what to, what to do. Uh, he Arena, of course, uh, Claudia Reno's uh, son from uh, the United States, has been trying to fill in that gap, but it's been uh, – I mean, you can't put all the, the whole team on his shoulders. Uh, they have brought in this other kid – the 16-year-old we talked to you about earlier, uh, Mukoko, uh, he is just uh, he's just an amazing player, and he scored his first uh, Bundesliga goal the other day against Union Berlin. He's 16 years old, which uh, now he has set a record uh, for becoming the youngest to score in the Bundesliga. So uh, he's, he's exciting to watch. He's very fast. I saw the goal. Amazing play. He uh, took the ball uh, on a one-timer off his left foot as he was streaking into the penalty box and just buried it past the uh, keeper. Keeper didn't have a chance to get it. It was hit so hard. So he's got a great left foot. Uh, we think he's going to uh, help uh, Dortmund tremendously, but you can't, again, put the whole team on his shoulders either because he's only 16 years old. From what I understand, Yusufa and Hio Reina have hit it off very well and uh, are working very well together. Uh, that being said, uh, what was the the straw that broke the camel's back basically for Lucien Favre was the fact that uh, Borussia Dortmund lost to Stuttgart five to one. Uh, and when you're embarrassed like that, uh, uh, management's not going to upper level management. That is, is not going to take a favorable look at you. So um, Lucien Favre is now um, down the road and it's now Edin Terzic to get uh, Dortmund back on the right track and headed back up toward the top of the Bundesliga. Currently, they sit in fifth place, which isn't too bad. But when you're Dortmund and you've spent uh, money and you've got guys like Holland and Gio Reyna and uh, this uh, young kid, Yusufa, uh, you want to show your fans that you've got something going in the right direction. So maybe Tursic will be uh, able to uh, get the uh, team a little more uh, spirited, you might say, out of the field, not get down on themselves and uh, see what happens. Um, this could be uh, something that maybe uh, could turn Dortmund around. They've got the winter break coming up, and uh, you can work with the new coach for a little bit, get used to what he wants, and then hit that field uh, come January and see if maybe they can't get back into the thick of things as far as the top of the Bundesliga. Because right now, Dortmund is sitting in fifth place, as I said. However, they're kind of looking on the out from the outside looking in a little bit because they're uh, getting a little bit of a spread in points uh, behind Bayern Munich. So uh, Borussia Dortmund, under new uh, management, you might say, Edwin Turchik. 
from the from Croatia is going to take over the team. Very good. Uh, other Bundesliga action or Bundesliga news that is, the woes are continuing with FC Schalke. Uh, of course, as you know, they're 0-4 and 9 so far in Bundesliga action. They haven't won a game. Uh, they have a minus 28 goal differential, which is just ab- abominable. Uh, Manuel Baum has been let go as the coach. Uh, for the moment, Hoob Stevens is going to fill in as the caretaker coach. He was the assistant. Hoob is very uh, competent, very capable, and uh, he's going to basically just get the team to the end of the season, and then they're going to figure out what they can do from there. This team has had a lot of problems, massive debt and uh, other issues, and they've led to the club's woes. The uh, winter break, as I said, is coming up, and the club can use that to take a, a deep breath, possibly find a coach. Maybe they may bring Favre in and uh, have him uh, maybe you know get some wins under their belt. Uh, and see if uh, maybe they can't try to get things moving forward a little bit, at least get out of the out of the basement of the Bundesliga. Because right now they're just sitting there and there's nobody even near them. When you've got a minus 28 goal differential and you haven't won a game, uh, you know, I, I, I applaud the players for being professionals. They go out on the field uh, every day and, and try to you know make things better. So, uh, you know, keep it up, guys, and uh, things will turn around. It can't get worse. So uh, just keep up, the, keep your chin up. So very good. Uh, LC uh, Schalke continuing to try and uh, figure out which way to go. I also told you about, uh, I mentioned Erling Holland there a few minutes ago in that story about uh, Lucien Favre. Uh, he's continuing to nurse that hamstring uh, strain, um, and uh, he's, he's trying to do the best he can. He's back in practice now, but it's a very light schedule at this point. He's still working on it, still up, uh, doing the, the, the little things that you need to do in practice to get this uh, hamstring built back up. Hamstring injuries are very difficult to recover from, and so let's see if maybe there's uh, something that he can do to uh, maybe get back in the into the team by the time the winter break uh, uh, is over. Now, uh, as far as Holland staying with Dortmund, uh, he's on a contract until 2024. So right now he's pretty much signed, sealed, and delivered for the next three and a half years. And there is a 75 million euro buyout clause in case he is released. So on that note, uh, Holland is pretty much set in Dortmund for a while. Okay, very good. Uh, Lionel Messi uh, over there at Barcelona has equaled Pele's record of 643 goals, uh, all for one club. Remember, Pele played for Santos down there in Brazil. Well, Lionel Messi has done the same for Barcelona. Of course, you know, uh, Messi has been FIFA Player of the Year and European Golden Shoe recipient for six straight years. Uh, CONCACAF Champions League action got somewhat testy on Saturday the 19th in Orlando. Remember I told you they had that bubble concept going with these teams to figure out who was going to be the CONCACAF Champions League uh, champion. First game saw Tigres of Monterrey going against Olympia of Honduras, and they won by a score of 3-0. Olympia finished the game with 10 men. Tigres had uh, two penalty kicks in the game. Red card issued at the 45 plus 3 uh, time um, frame uh, for uh, Olympia. So apparently the Olympia was trying to really be physical and uh, wasn't doing a very good job of it. Uh, it was a 78 to 22% possession for Tigres and uh, Olympia just never was in the game, but they tried to uh, kind of hack their way through it and uh, didn't work out for them. Again, Olympia losing three to nothing. So Tigres was into the final. Now the second game in Orlando's Exploria Stadium saw Carlos Vela of the Mexican national team who plays for LAFC notch two goals, uh, two minutes apart, uh, while the LAFC boys were down a man. Now, Carlos Vela also 
knows the coach of America very well, the team they were playing, because he used to coach the Mexican national team, Miguel Herrera. Okay, a brawl on the sidelines broke out in the second half around the American bench, and uh, Luis Reyes was red-carded for the Mexico City side. In the end, LAFC won the game 3-1. to one. There were two red cards issued in the game, one for each team. So for Tuesday night, we've got LAFC against Tigres of Monterrey. That's at 9 Eastern time on Fox Sports 2. That's the championship game for CONCACAF Champions League. Should be an interesting affair, and hopefully they won't have as many red cards or physical confrontations as they had uh, in that second game. Again, they will be played in Orlando under the bubble concept. Okay, going across the pond, let's check some of these uh, leagues that are still going on in Europe. They're uh, getting ready to go to their winter break. Some of them are. Uh, in the EPL, Liverpool still up on top three, uh, 31 points, 3-0-2 for the week that just uh, finished. Leicester City, the Foxes, right behind them at 27 points, but that's four points. So Leicester City, uh, if they're going to make a move, they're going to need to make a move after the break and uh, make a fast move indeed because uh, four points can turn into eight points just like that. So uh, Leicester City's got a great team. Uh, I don't have any doubt that they can catch Liverpool, but they're going to have to play some great football. Man United is in third place. Old Gunner doing a great job getting this team uh, going in the right direction. Uh, they're at 26 points. 4-0-1 for the past week. Very, very good record. Everton with Carlo Ancelotti. I told you they'd be up in the top five, top ten, didn't I, when he got hired? Well, guess what? They're in fifth place right now, and they're tied with Man United for fourth at 26 points. Chelsea under Lampard, 25 points, doing very well. They won today 3-0 over West Ham United. Tottenham, 25 points. They have slipped out of the top spot, which they were at about a week and a half ago. But I think Josie Mourinho is going to have things going uh, his direction after the winter break. Uh, he'll get this team uh, going in the right direction, trust me. And then there's Southampton. This team does not want to go away. They stay around. This is an amazing story. Southampton in the top 10 of the EPL, one of the top leagues in the world. And this team is playing with a peanuts payroll. And they keep doing it. They're at 24 points. They're in uh, sixth place. And uh, my congratulations to Southampton for what they're doing and what they've gotten done. They are uh, giving people fits. And uh, I'll tell you what, if they can move up a couple of notches, they're going to have everybody really paying attention. Man City's behind them at 23 points. They were 3-0-2, undefeated for the week. Then Aston Villa at 22, having a good season right now. And then David Moyes with West Ham at 21. Yeah, bad defeat today. But, you know, David's got uh, – David, David's Okay. Uh, he's got this team thinking in the right direction. They're playing good football. They're going to hit these hiccups every once in a while because he doesn't have the talent that some of these upper echelon teams have. But he's doing a great job with what he's got. I think he's got some great players, and he's got a great mentality about the team. It's very positive. Uh, West Ham United should stay in the top 10 or right around the top 10 for the rest of the season. Now, there's a name missing, right? A name missing out of the EPL top 10 that did not jump out, right? Yeah, where are the Gunners? Where's Arsenal? Arsenal, the team that everybody talks about in London, in England. Huh? The Gunners, they're in 15th place. Yeah, you heard right, 1-5, 15th place. Uh, Mikel Arteta is trying to get the job done. He's got some things going on with some players. He's trying to figure out who can do what and where they fit the best. Uh, 15th place, 14 points. Uh, they're only about four or five points above relegation. Now, I know Arteta's aware of this, and I know he's doing his best, 
but he's going to have to figure out who's going to do what, and he needs to get inside some players' heads and figure out you know who can do the job up front and put the ball in the net because they need to do uh, some some real scoring. Uh, they've got uh, some some guys in the back. They got David Luis. Uh, he's good, and uh, they got some other players that are really good. But they need to get that scoring going up in the front line. So Arsenal currently in 15th place in the EPL. Boy, that's a shocker indeed. Okay, let's look at France. And boy, here's some surprises here. Lille continues to be in first. That's right. Lille is in first place in Ligue 1 down there in France. Okay, 3-0-2 the week uh, that just completed. Christy um, Gaultier is doing a great job. Doing a fabulous job. Gaultier doing a great job at Lille. Lyon, second place. That's right, Lyon tied 33 points with Lille. 4-0-1 for the week. Amazing. Okay, this is Lyon with Rudy Garcia at the helm, and he's doing a great job. Then, of course, you got Thomas Tuchel guiding PSG. He's got plenty of talent there. PSG is just one point behind the two leaders. So PSG is going to have to get on their horse and start making some noise and start winning some big games and maybe put some goals in the net, maybe embarrass a couple of teams, okay? Get some attention, all right? PSG, 2-2-1 two, two and one on the past week. Marseille, 3-1-1 the past week. Not bad at all, 28 points. And that, of course, is Andres Villas-Boa, okay? And Andres is a smart guy, smart cookie. And uh, he'll have this team uh, playing some really hot football. So that's Marseille in fourth place at 28 points. Rennes in fifth place. That's right, Rennes. This is a team with... A very, very small payroll, folks. Okay, 3-1-1 one, one also for the week. And Julian Stefan, guy is really, really intelligent. No, he's a player's coach. He knows how to talk to these guys. 28 points. 3-1-1 uh, one, one the past week. Doing very well. Now, behind that, uh, you know, some, some teams that, that should be there and uh, some teams that maybe are surprising for the top 10. You got Montpellier at 27 points. Then Monaco at 26. And Monaco is going to be start, you know, start moving up, Okay. Then Lons at 24, Angers at 24, then Metz at 23, with Brest at 23. Brest is really surprising. They're coming around this year. Bordeaux at 22, Nice at 21, and it drops off a little bit as you get down around just below the 10th spot. Saint-Étienne at 17, then Nantes at 15 points. Now, Lille plays Montpellier this coming Wednesday. That's right, top of the league, Lille. They're going to play Montpellier in fifth place. That could be an interesting game. If Montpellier can steal a win there, and that's at Montpellier, if they steal a win there, they're at 31 points, and they're right up there with PSG in third spot. Hmm. PSG might want to take a notice of who's behind them, okay? Again, Lille-Montpellier on Wednesday. That will be an interesting game. Okay, let's look at the Bundesliga now. As I told you about it earlier, there's some problems going on with uh, – with, uh, with uh, Schalke, as I said. And Schalke, of course, uh, hasn't won a game yet, but they're going to be uh, trying to get that uh, going after the winter break. In the meantime, Dortmund sits in fifth place at 22 points, again with Edin Tarczyk uh, now at the helm of the team. Uh, first place is Bayern Munich, as you might imagine, 30 points. But right behind them is Leverkusen. And Leverkusen is putting the heat on Bayern Munich for sure. Uh, 28 points there, but RB Leipzig right on their heels at 28 points. Leipzig's got a great team. Good payroll, good talent, and uh, they should be uh, keeping that rose close. Wolfsburg continues in fourth spot at 24 points. And as I said, uh, Tuesday, uh, Dortmund is going to play Werder Bremen. Now, Werder Bremen is down in the middle of the table, but uh, 
Dortmund is going to have to, you know, win it. And this, this is a game that they need to win to go into the winter break uh, with some confidence, to uh, get their head uh, head on straight, uh, you know, feel good going into the winter break. So three points here will put them at 25 points just ahead of Wolfsburg. That would be a good move. So uh, Dortmund needs to win on Tuesday when they play Werder Bremen. Uh, sixth place is Union Berlin. Boy, this team has been doing very well this year, and they have been in the top 10 for a while. I look for them to stay there. They got some good talent. Uh, seventh is uh, VFB uh, Stuttgart, and then eighth uh, spot is Gladbach. Ninth spot, Eintracht Frankfurt, and then tenth spot, SC Freiburg. Freiburg is coming along very, very nicely. Uh, where's Hertha Berlin? Yeah, I know, with Union Berlin up in sixth spot, the people who follow Hertha Berlin are a little uh, worried. Hertha Berlin down around 15th place in the Bundesliga and needs to start uh, making a move. Remember, this kind of happened last year. Uh, you know, we had uh, we had you know had a coach situation in uh, Hertha Berlin, and so they had to let him go. And then uh, things were looking a little hairy, but uh, they, they escaped a relegation and stayed in the Bundesliga. So let's see if Hertha Berlin can turn it around after the winter break. All right, moving on now to La Liga down in Spain. Atletico Madrid, first place. That's right, Atletico Madrid. Real Sociedad has been bumped out of the top spot for the moment. Yeah, Atletico Madrid with 29 points. They're 4-1-0 for the week. Then 4-1-0, Real Madrid, 29 points. So you got the two Madrid teams with 29 points. Don't think lines are being drawn in the streets of Madrid, do you? <laughs> oh, sure they are. Let me tell you, they are, okay? Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid, their stadiums are maybe eh, 10 miles apart. Uh, and there's a very, very distinct area of where one fans, you know, fans from one of the teams hangs out with the other. I mean, trust me, I've seen it. Okay, so uh, Atletico and Real Madrid, the top spot of La Liga, and trust me, all of Spain is noticing. Real Sociedad from the Basque country is in third place at 26 points, and then Villarreal had an interesting week: one win, four draws. Hey, what's wrong? Okay, that's seven points. Works for me. Uh, you know, you can't all have wins, but as long as you can make them ties and get a point, hey, let's go with it. So 1-0-4 for the week for Villarreal. They're in fifth place with 25 points. Unai Emery's got this team playing really, really well. Barcelona is in sixth place. Oh, my goodness. Bar- Barcelona? Yes. With Lionel Messi? Yes, that's correct. 21 points. Barcelona, they're four points clear of Villarreal. Oh, my word. That's uh, unusual. Granada. Right behind Barcelona, 21 points, with Diego Martinez steering them in the right direction. Diego's doing a great job there. Sevilla, 20 points. Don't worry, they'll get better. Trust me. Celta de Vigo with Eduardo Cadet at the helm, and he's doing a great job. Eduardo's smart. 19 points there with Celta de Vigo. Cadiz. Cadiz, a team that's just got into the the La Liga this year. Cadiz is in ninth place, and I applaud the, the what's going on down there at 18 points. Then Atletico Bilbao from up in the Basque Country, 17 points to round out the top 10. La Liga looking really good this year, very strong. And I'll tell you what, if Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid stay neck and neck, one and two, till the end of the season, oh my goodness, look out. We could have a really fireworks-type ending to La Liga this year. Okay, you want to talk about fireworks endings? You want to talk about people getting emotional? You want to talk about sides? Hmm, look at Serie A in Italy. Yeah, uh uh-huh, that's right. AC Milan, Inter Milan are right there at the top of Serie A. Oh, my word. Now, take the city of Milan, which is huge. Draw battle lines there. Oh, my goodness. And what do you have? You got chaos. 
Okay, so uh, AC Milan, Inter Milan, whoo, what a what a battle this is shaping up, and <laughs> and that's right, um, AC Milan and Inter Milan are going to meet again sometime in the second part of the season. Look out, folks, just look out. Okay, AC Milan for the week three zero and two, Inter Milan for the week unscathed. I mean, clean five zero and zero. Yeah, then Juventus three zero and two. They're in third place at 27 points. So you got AC Milan 31, Inter Milan 30, Juventus 27. Talk about the cream rising to the top. Holy smokes. There you go. The top three right there. Going to be an interesting second half of the season in Serie A. Trust me. Roma right behind all of you uh, with 24 points. Roma's got a great team. Don't count them out. Napoli right behind Roma at 23. You see what we got here? We got a, we got a rivalry shaping up, okay? Roma and Napoli are natural rivals because of the geography. But you also got Southern Italy going up against Northern Italy, okay? And uh, whoo, it's going to uh, get emotional. Sassuolo right in the middle of things. Boy, this is a team that's been doing very well so far, 23 points. Then Atalanta right there at 21. Lazio, 21. And trust me, they're noticing that Roma is only three points ahead of them. And the fans that follow Lazio, mm, they want to be up in there with Roma. It's so bad they can taste it, Okay. Verona at 20 points, Sampdoria at 17. Then Udinese has come out of nowhere. They had a 3-0-2 week. That's right, three wins, two draws. Not bad. They had a 3-0-2 week. With, they're up now at 15 points in, in uh, 11th place. Um, they're Okay, so they're 20 points behind AC Milan. But you know what? I applaud Lucia Gatti for the job he's doing there at Udinese. Again, he's playing with a, a payroll that's probably you know, a little bit bigger than Peanuts, but he's got a lot of great talent, and he knows how to use it. He's got these guys playing and thinking right. Uh, God, he's a smart, smart guy. So um, I, I have all the confidence in the world he's going to keep Udinese up there around the top 10 in Serie A, which would be a really good uh, feather in their cap for them. So uh, that's what it looks in uh, Europe. Oh, boy, there's some great races shaping up. The Madrid uh, race going in La Liga. The Milan race going in Serie A. You've got Liverpool and Leicester City in the EPL. Lille and Lyon in France. Bayern Munich and Leverkusen down in the Bundesliga. The second half of the season is going to be absolutely amazing. Well, folks, keep washing your hands, okay? Keep uh, that social distancing going up six feet so that we can uh, make sure that this pandemic gets out of our lives for good, okay? Uh, keep washing your hands. Of course, the vaccines are on the way. They've been, two of them have been approved in the United States, and they are being distributed to other parts of the world. Uh, let's just hope, keep hoping and praying that we can get rid of this pandemic as soon as possible. Well, of course, this Friday is uh, Christmas, so Merry Christmas, everyone. Feliz Navidad, Joyer Noel. Feliz Natal and Bion Natale. Okay. Okay. And uh, Lauren McClay, of course, is the producer of uh, Kicks and Dribbles. John Dang handles our sound. And DC McClay is in our ideas department. They all do a great job. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, great soccer stuff coming up here in the second uh, half of the season. But we will see you next week as well. Very good, everyone. Have a good night. And uh, by the way, don't have too many yellow cards. <laughs> <laughs>